Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell really helps out but never expected either and just a huge thank you and let's crack on with today's first story now today's first story comes from mum's replacement son titled am i the arsehole for telling my mother that my husband is not her replacement son my parents have two kids me female 26 and my brother dan male 34 dan had a rough time growing up and frankly my parents failed him As a teenager, he struggled with severe addiction and mental illness, and they did almost nothing to help him. By the time he was done with college, he had completely cut off my parents. To this day, Dan and my parents are still estranged. I, on the other hand, still speak to my brother regularly. My parents, especially my mum, take every chance they can yet to mourn the loss of their son and act as though my brother wronged them by leaving. Dan has told me he wouldn't mind reconnecting with them, but only if they reach out and apologize first. I've encouraged my parents to do this, but they insist that he betrayed them. I got married early last year to my husband, Jeff. We have a happy marriage and he is adored by all my friends and family. But I feel like my parents have been crossing some boundaries. For example, whenever we've gone to visit them, they insist that he sleep in Dan's room, saying that their son my husband has come home and should sleep in his rightful bedroom. Before the pandemic, my dad would take Jeff out to sporting events and introduce him as his only son. Most of the pictures of my brother in my childhood home have been replaced by pictures of my parents with Jeff. The other day, my mum called to invite me and Jeff over for the holidays. I told her I wasn't comfortable traveling during a COVID spike. She was irritated but dropped it. Then she called Jeff and begged him to visit without me because apparently it's cruel for a mother to be without her child on Christmas. Jeff politely told her he wasn't going to visit without me. She's been emotionally blackmailing him ever since, sending him pictures of stockings with his, my mum's, and my dad's names on them saying, but we already promised so-and-so that our son will be in town. This felt ridiculous and unsettling. So I called her up yesterday and explained to her that she's violating our boundaries. Jeff is not her replacement son. And no matter how much she pretends she doesn't have an actual son, she does. And it is her responsibility to make up for the damage she did to that relationship before it's too late. She started crying and called me cruel for mentioning Dan and said, I have no idea what it's like to be a mother. And it's disgusting that I'm trying to deprive her of a son when she's already lost one by keeping Jeff away from her. My father agrees with my mother and Jeff agrees with me, though he doesn't like to rock the boat and thinks I should apologize anyway. I thought I did the right thing, but now I'm really not sure if I went too far. Am I the asshole? And we do have an edit and a further update on this as well. 
I'm lost for words in some ways, but this just feels so incredibly unhealthy behavior from the parents here trying to replace their son who is alive and not trying to get in contact and, and talk to him and repair the damage that the relationship was done. I mean, Dan has even gave them an opening for it, but they're not taking it, just trying to like take OP's husband and just literally put him in place of their child. And I mean, with the way they're acting at the moment, I'm not sure if I would even advise Dan getting back involved in this kind of relationship. It just, it just sounds absolutely out there. They sound like they need some serious therapy themselves. But Slarty B says, not the arsehole, and your parents sound hella abusive emotionally. If you plan on having kids, set your boundaries well before you start that journey. Oprah replies saying, oh, for sure. I do not want my children to have the same childhood I had. My parents have always been a bit off, but until now, I've just kept quiet and put up with it. Something has to change, clearly. Here says, I read this wearing a Pikachu face. For real. Not the arsehole. So not the arsehole. Your parents sound mentally unbalanced. This is seriously unhealthy behavior and it will have a negative impact on your marriage because to them, you got married, your husband is better than their son. They don't have to be responsible for the emotional upkeep like they did with their teenage son. So they are replacing their son with your husband so they can feel good about their son while still maintaining the role of the victim where their real son is concerned. That is convoluted beyond all reason and you need to make some very firm, very lasting boundaries with them. How are they going to act if you and your husband ever have a baby, especially a boy? When they overstep your parenting boundaries, it will be to talk about that baby as their baby, how they raised him, etc. I'm definitely extrapolating here, but it isn't exactly a reach to think they will not continue this behavior, but escalate it. OP replies saying, thank God. The way my parents were talking to me, I thought I was crazy for finding their behavior disturbing. I think you're so right about potential kids. I know that even now, I'm not really comfortable being around my parents. So there's no way they're seeing me without defined boundaries, much less any children I may have. Evil Mel says, not the arsehole, your parents have a few screws loose and need therapy. It's time for Jeff to set some boundaries, like them telling everyone he is their son. He is not their son. Jeff is a son-in-law. Incognito says, not the arsehole. They are hurting and in denial. Instead of putting in an effort for Dan, they just want to snap your husband in like a puzzle piece. Can you recommend therapy for your parents and Dan to mediate? I know this puts your husband in a tough spot too. Hoopy replies saying, sadly, I have suggested therapy to my parents and they've refused, saying they don't need it because they did nothing wrong. Dan says he'd be happy to try, but only if my parents meet him in the middle, which it seems they are not willing to do. And one more comment and reply from Great One Linus who says everyone sucks here. Your parents are definitely the arsehole and are definitely crossing boundaries. Extremely unhealthy ones. What I don't understand is how your parents deliberately and methodically cross boundaries step by step for what it appears like over a couple of years. And you just stood by and let it get worse. You basically let a full cycle of some convoluted enmeshment start. And now when he's fully immersed as a replacement enough that your mum and dad can call him their son have him over without you that's when you draw the line like it or not these actions were directly affecting your brother's relationship to your parents with having a replacement it gave them no incentive to repair the relationship with dan and in some ways it, it may have reinforced the distance they are completely content on using jeff at the expense of dan and every step of the way where they were crossing those boundaries was a moment you missed in stopping this unhealthy behavior and now that it 
finally has directly affected your relationship with Jeff, now you want to step in and say, whoa, that's too far. I know you don't want to believe this. Sometimes when things aren't directly affecting you, they are still contributing unhealthy tendencies to the people you love, like your brother. It's still affecting you, just not directly. If you want to fix this, you need to keep Jeff away from your parents until they repair the relationship with Dan. It's the least you can do. To which OP replied saying, My first instinct after reading this was to get defensive. And that's how I know you are right. I did fail my brother in ways I was ignorant of, whether I meant it or not. I've always been the type to sit quiet and not make a scene and while I was a young kid when my brother was struggling, I regret not supporting him better once I was old enough to see how my parents treated him. Truthfully, I was uncomfortable for quite some time with the way my parents treated Jeff. And you're right, I should have said something much sooner. I know I have a lot of work to do in terms of healthy boundaries and communication, which is why I'm going to do individual therapy and Jeff and I are most likely going to go no contact with my parents for a while. I really appreciate hearing a different perspective. Thank you for this comment. So then OP edited their post, which says, thank you for all the support and advice. I appreciate it so much. I haven't been able to sleep, so I've been reading every comment. I don't know if I have the emotional energy to post in just no mother-in-law yet, but I'm reading a lot of what's posted there and already feel less alone. My tentative plan is to arrange for me and Jeff to get individual therapy and maybe couples therapy later on. We're going no contact with my parents for a while. I'm also planning to invite Dan to stay with us over the holidays. I have a lot to make up for and I want to spend as much time as I can with him and let him know he's loved. Edit 2. Also in response to the people pointing out the gross incestuous implications behind this. With the way my parents talk about me and my husband. Most people who didn't know me growing up assume that I'm their daughter-in-law and Jeff is their son until one of us corrects them. So then, Opie came in with a full update which says, Hi, I posted several weeks ago about a situation in which I found that my parents were trying to replace my brother, Dan, with my husband, Jeff. I want to first express my gratitude for everyone who commented and messaged me. I was raised in an unhealthy environment and as such, I was very out of touch with what normal family dynamics and boundaries look like. The support, the resource recommendations and the respectful criticisms have all been invaluable to me as I've begun to confront what I've avoided for a long time. People have messaged me asking for an update. Well, I'm happy to share good news. My husband and I went no contact with my parents as many of you suggested. We have also both started going to therapy. We have only had three sessions each, but I can definitely say it's been a total relief to process things I've been bottling up my entire life. I already feel like I can understand myself and the clusterfuck I grew up in significantly better. Kind of kicking myself for not trying it sooner. Jeff has felt the same way with his sessions from what he's told me. Under professional advisement, we are holding off on couples therapy until we do a few more individual sessions, but we hope to start in the near future. Now for the main good news. My brother Dan is spending the holidays with us. After taking health precautions, he drove up last week and is staying with us past New Year's. Having Dan around has been incredibly special for me and Jeff. Dan and I have been making up for so much lost time and I've never seen him smile so much and it warms my heart. I did tell him about the situation with our parents and, and Jeff before he came. It was hard to hear, but... Dan has a really strong support system and seems to be processing it in a healthy way. He's coming up on seven years sober now. 
was finally able to apologize to him for not stepping up as a better sister earlier in his life and enabling our parents' abuse. He said he doesn't blame me, but I still want to show him through my actions that I will always be there. My parents have pretty much been losing their shit this entire time, especially when they found out Dan is with us. As a people pleaser, I'm proud of myself for being firm in maintaining my boundaries. Right now, my heart is filled with more love and joy than it has been in a long time. I know life won't always be like this, but brother is safe and healthy and happy and he knows he's loved and that is everything to me. I'm sincerely appreciating what I have. Anyway, happy holidays, everyone. Thank you again for your help and much love to all of you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You. Edit. Wow. All your comments and messages have had me happy crying all day. I did not expect such an outpouring of love and support, and it is making an already beautiful holiday season even better. The compassion you have all shown us means so much more to me than I can even say. And thank you for all the awards. I've been showing Dan all of the comments congratulating him on his sobriety, and he wants to say a heartfelt thank you. Emotions are running high in our house today. This Christmas Eve is one for the ages. And I'm incredibly glad that they took the decisions that they needed to, the no contact, and just getting out of that situation completely. I think it was for the best, quite honestly. It did leave me with questions about, I wonder what the parents, I know the parents were losing their shit, OP was saying. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm incredibly glad they didn't back down and get in contact with the parents again. But it did leave me questioning, what were their thoughts on it? What were the parents' thoughts? Did they just blame, did they just blame OP and Dan about it? Just continue to blame them rather than take responsibility for their own actions and all this did leave me questioning that but what do you guys make of this situation i'd love to know your thoughts down in the comments below if you have a moment of your time and let's move on to another story now our next story is coming from the pro revenge subreddit obviously doesn't have an update but usually these posts do have a conclusion on them haven't read it as yet but let's get involved it's from revolutionary ant 209 who says my eight pound 50 revenge on my cheating thieving ex when i was at uni i started dating this guy at first he was wonderful dedicated to his studies fun to be around attentive and always surprising me with things working hard at this job etc then bit by bit, things unraveled. He started skipping classes. Then he barely bothered to go at all. Worse still, he never helped around the house, never washed up, cleaned up, did laundry, nothing. He was even fired from his job 
but too many no-shows. All he wanted to do was sit at home and play Xbox or browse the message boards and forums. This was in the days before social media when dinosaurs roamed the earth. This left me having to pick up extra shifts, sometimes double and triple shifts, all while going to class and studying. I later learned that this was a pattern for him. He'd be really dedicated to whatever he set his heart on, but then he got bored and fall back into old bad habits. Then he'd find a new passion, rinse and repeat. I knew I should have ended the relationship much sooner, but I held out hope that he would snap out of it, that maybe it was just exam stress getting to him. I desperately wanted things to go back to how they were, but it was not meant to be. I caught him cheating and threw him out. I was so stressed with everything that it wasn't until the next day that our joint savings account crossed my mind. There was a little over 5k in there, and bar a few hundred from him, the rest of the money I had saved. I checked the account, and it was all gone. My ex had cleaned out the account and moved into a new flat with his side chick. I called the bank. There was nothing they could do. He was authorized on the account. I contacted the police and they told me there was nothing they could do since it was a joint account, so nothing criminal had happened. They suggested taking it to civil court, but said I'd probably spend more money than I got back in legal fees, so it likely wasn't worth it. My ex had stolen 5k and there was nothing I could do about it. I felt like such an idiot. I got even angrier when I saw his post on various forums boasting about his new game consoles, new games, new TVs and gadgets, all bought with my money. I'm not usually a vengeful person. Petty on occasion, sure, but I've never wanted to exact revenge as much as I did right then. And I knew just how to do it. While I was a student, I tempt every summer to help pay for my studies. One such job had been for a debt collection agency. The work was as shitty as you can imagine, but it paid really well, and it was only for a few months. My ex had been dodging debt for many years, and he was very proud of that fact. He was also proud of the fact that his debt was close to being statute barred and he hadn't paid a penny. For those of you who don't know, in the UK, creditors have about six years to collect the debt and then it becomes statute barred. That means that the money is still owed but creditors have no legal way to enforce payment, such as using bailiffs. My ex was a few months away from reaching statute barred status. However, what a lot of people don't know is that making a payment on that debt resets the clock. If you pay any amount, then that six years starts from scratch. Previously, I'd used my insider knowledge to help him dodge the debt. Now, I would use it to hit him where it hurt. By the end of our relationship, I was handling everything, including his debts. I had the paperwork, so I knew who he owed and how much. I called his creditors up. I was honest and said I was a friend calling to make a payment on his behalf. I didn't pretend to be him because that would be a big legal no-no. They weren't allowed to disclose any details, but they were able to take the payment. I paid the minimum I could on each debt, about £1 on most, but one had a minimum payment of £1.50. It was the best £8.50 I'd have ever spent. I also made sure to give them his new address and contact details, as well as his parents' address. Having worked in the biz, I knew they wouldn't change the address since I wasn't the account holder, but they would note it. They had various systems where they could search for his name against that address and see if anything came up. If they got a hit, they'd change the address. The trap was set. All I had to do was wait. A few months rolled by, then it happened. 
His posts on the forums went from boasting about his new gaming PC to panic about a court date. He called me and begged for advice. I told him to F off. <laughs> Seeing I wouldn't help, he asked for advice in the forums. One of his online friends told him not to turn up to court. That way, they wouldn't be able to prosecute without him there. It was terrible advice that was 100% untrue. In fact, not showing up is one of the worst things you can do, especially in civil court. This was getting better and better. The court date came and went. My ex naturally didn't go. A few weeks later, my ex posted photos of his empty flat. Bailiffs had cleaned him out and taken every last one of his shiny new gadgets and toys. On top of that, he ended up with several CCJs, county court judgments. These are a big deal and can seriously damage your credit history, making it hard to get bank accounts outside of basic ones, near impossible to get credit, including getting a mortgage. And it can also make it hard to rent a place since many landlords don't like renting to people with CCJs as they're considered high risk. He also won't be able to find jobs in the financial sector. Now that he was broke and didn't have nice things, his side chick left him. I never got my 5k back, but it felt good to see everything he bought with his ill-gotten gains taken away. Hope that 5k was worth it. For anyone wondering how a student accrued six years of debt, he started at university I attended when he was 25. He had initially gone to a different university at 18, but dropped out at 19 and went into the world of work. Then he convinced his parents to fund a business degree. He wanted to become an entrepreneur. And for anyone worried about the age gap, I deferred my uni start date by a few years so I could travel. I was 22 when we started dating. He was 26. I don't get some people's logic. I know the guy is a scumbag anyway. He was caught cheating. She threw him out, etc. But then your first thought is, I'm going to go and clean out that person's savings account as well. And I, I just, what goes through that person's head to think, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I've already... I've already hurt this person enough. Let's go a little further and take all their money as well. An absolute ass. And there was one comment on there that made me chuckle. It said, I clicked on this wondering how far a revenge can go with just £8.50 and this totally delivers. And the cheeky so-and-so came back begging you for help after as well. Glad you didn't help him and I'm glad he got what was coming to him. I'm sorry that you lost this money though. But costing £8.50 to get that revenge... That was a bargain. <laughs> Fair play to OP. But what do you guys make of this story? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories, your love, support and time towards the channel and towards one another is absolutely amazing. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs. Some breakfast, milk and eggs Brush my teeth up, wash my face Throw my clothes on, start my day Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that's a damn Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.